0: Welcome to the Weekly Spiral. You are tuned into episode 30. We have an interesting episode today. We're all remote due to the uh, coronavirus, and I'm sure you are as well. So we hope you're going to enjoy this as a little relief. Um, and we hope you're uh, healthy and staying safe and quarantined in this social distancing time that we're living in. Um, but first and foremost, wanted to welcome my co-host to the podcast. I'm Cyrus. I have Casey and Durgan with me. How you guys doing today? Doing Okay.
1: I'm doing be, wonderful. It's be, it's great to get the band back together. It's
2: great. This part's great. Being at home for like three days straight, not as cool as it sounded. I Definitely agree. With not you. as cool <laughs> as it sounded. I totally <laughs> agree.
0: I've been quarantined for this is day eleven for me, man. So I'm Oof. like going a little stir Oof. crazy, but uh, we're gonna make it work. And, uh, and and we have a lot to talk about today with the uh, free agency. We have some trades, and then we have a new CBA as well. So a lot of interesting stuff. Um, let's dive right in. I think the first thing and the most interesting thing that happened was. Uh, Tom Brady to Tampa. What yeah. What do you guys think about this mm-hmm. one? This was unexpected. I, this was totally not something I was even considering, uh, but it happened.
2: Yeah. I, like you said, I had no idea. Like, I never would have guessed he'd be leaving. And if he were to leave, I thought it'd be to the Titans, maybe, uh, possibly the Colts, but not the Bucks. Kind of a random team, but when you think about it, it makes a good amount of sense. But, uh, wow, that's all I got to say. The wicked Witch... In the East, the Patriots are dead. Like They're, they're <laughs> going to suck next year. They're going
1: to suck. Yeah, but then they're going to tank and they're going to go ahead and draft Trevor Lawrence yeah. and, and then, they'll be back yeah, at the top true. and everyone will be sad again. Yeah, um, that would suck. That would <laughs> they suck. do have they do have Jared Stidham from Auburn uh, as, I guess, their projected starter now, yeah. the, the Patriots do. Um, but they don't really have any weapons on offense, which I think is a big reason why... Brady decided to leave because you're you're going from Muhammad Sanu and Edelman which you know Edelman's a good receiver but outside of that you don't have a whole lot and now you got Mike Evans and yeah you got Godwin and uh they're talking about getting Melvin Gordon yeah and and now you got uh, guys to throw to and yeah that's that's pretty enticing I think for a, a quarterback in the tail end of his
0: career I saw some Antonio Brown rumors, too, which would yeah, be... I did, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that
2: that's almost too many uh, receivers. You already have two studs. A third one gets in the way. You need a, you need a tight end. I mean, Cameron yeah. Bray and O.J. Howard are good. But like I said, yeah. if they had Melvin Gordon, that'd be huge. That'd be a huge well, pickup.
0: Yeah, that'd be huge. I mean, right now, Ronald Jones is projected, I think, the starter. And he, he's okay. He's hes played Yeah. average. Um Yeah. Yeah, this was surprising. I mean, I, I saw some interesting stats, which I'll, I'll read off here. Tom Brady has won more games than the Bucks' previous 28 starting quarterbacks combined. He's won 249. <laughs> wow. Previous 28 starting quarterbacks for the Tampa Bay Bucks have won 236. Tom Brady has as many Super Bowl wins, six, as we know, as the Bucks have playoff wins in franchise history. So... You're getting a winner, for sure, and um, obviously at the tail end of his career, but the most interesting stat which I saw, which is also the most concerning stat, Tom Brady's 2019 total QBR, 53.7. Jameis Winston, who led the league in passing yards, total QBR also 53.7. So, kind of interesting, is this really that much of an improvement? I mean, yes, he's a winner. Um, You know, you're talking about a guy who statistically has had a better chance of making the Super Bowl at about 45% than Steph Curry has of making a three-pointer. So it's a good. he's a good player. Nobody's doubting Tom Brady is probably the best to ever do it. But is this the right move for Tampa?
2: It, it is because I guarantee you Brady will not have 30 picks. He won't do it. I'd be surprised yeah. if he threw more than 10 picks. He's <laughs> sure. not the quarterback he once was, but he's still cerebral. He's still smart. He's still not going to turn the ball over. They need to switch their offense around more. They would take a lot of deep shots with the 2 stud receivers. They're going to have to rely on more out routes and, I think, quicker drops uh, than they previously have. But Bruce Arians is one of the best coaches uh, when it comes to offensive play calling. Well, they'll figure it out. And uh, I, they're, they're in a win-now mode. They have to go for it all now. They have a two-year window probably with Brady. Uh, I, I don't know if they are the favorites in NFC, let alone their division, but they're a playoff team.
1: For sure. I mean, that division is kind of stacked now. They got the Saints with Breeze. Uh, I don't know if you can call the the Panthers stacked with Teddy Bridgewater now. But you got God, Matt terrible. Ryan, Tom Brady, and, and Drew Breeze in that division now. Uh, now all of a sudden it looks a lot more competitive than uh, it did last year. And speaking of airing his offense, he calls plays that attack 10 to 20 yards downfield more than any other coach. Mm-hmm. And you know who the highest-graded quarterback on such throws over the last five seasons was? Tom Brady. Hmm. So I think that their QBR might have been the same, but if you give Brady the weapons that the, the Buccaneers have, he'll do a lot better with the tools that are in place than, than Jameis Winston did. Um, so I think... He's much more workable. He, you can depend on him every game to get maybe two touchdowns, one interception, or two touchdowns. He can transition into more of a game manager role where Jameis, you never know what you're getting from, yeah. from week to week. Exactly. He, can, he can win you one, and he can throw one away just as easily. Mm-hmm. So gives some stability to that offense, some leadership,
0: and uh, gives the Bucks, I think, a real chance to, to make some noise. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Blows my mind how Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota kind of went from – these sure things to their careers just essentially fluttering away backups and yeah it's crazy man yep. um so we'll see what happens it's an interesting thing to follow i think it makes football a lot more exciting i mean we saw i think the bucks had like six thousand people in the queue to buy season tickets as yeah. soon as this yeah. was announced so from a business perspective a, it makes sense
2: yeah they were lost in attendance last year too
0: yeah, so now people are lining mm. up to buy season tickets. I'm sure Tom Brady jersey sales are going to be through the roof. So it, it, oh, it'll be sure. interesting oh, yeah. to follow. Let's move you know. on to the next storyline. I think uh, the, the next interesting in my mind is this whole DeAndre Hopkins, Bill O'Brien conundrum, if you will.
2: <laughs> <laughs> A headache That's, for yeah.
0: Texans fans,
1: man. Yeah. What I, do you guys think I on this, one? It. I it.
2: this I don't get it. Casey, go ahead. I don't get it. I mean, yeah.
1: I understand apparently he wanted more money he wanted 18 to 20 million a year and said he was going to hold out but he's also got three years left on his contract and not that, that's not really a time where you hold out or you have uh, a ton of power like you just signed a contract you got to at least play out you know a couple more years before you can hold out and demand some more money uh, i get it michael thomas just made a ton of money but uh if that's the main reason why the texans decided to move him uh I think there's more workability give him a little something, extend him uh, work some money around so that he's happy but to only get a second and a fourth, you you, you flop fourth so you get a second and David Johnson for DeAndre Hopkins, maybe the best receiver in the league right now uh, top two or three um, it, it just doesn't really, like I don't see how the Texans win that at all, you don't even get a first and yep. if Stefan Diggs can get a first DeAndre Hopkins can get a first
2: yeah you need to get a first in this deal I was about to say the whole Stefan Diggs deal. You got first rounder for him. You got to be able to get at least one first rounder for Hopkins. And especially, I find it more troublesome that you're building around Deshaun Watson. And mm-hmm. that's his guy. Like, besides him, there's no other, like, legit target. I mean, you see Will Filler, Kenny Stills, they're good receivers. But have, yeah, yeah, the best receiver is maybe the best receiver in the game. You're not going to trade him for David Johnson, who's washed a second rounder and a fourth rounder. Like that, that's just not going to work. And they they want to pay Laramie Tunsil. They got to pay Watson, but you got to hold on to Hopkins at least one more year. Get a first rounder next year if you dislike him that much and want him out. And, yeah. and then the report this morning <laughs> from uh, Michael Irvin about how I saw apparently that apparently he was compared <laughs> yeah. to Aaron Hernandez. And he didn't like the fact that his baby mamas were always around. Like, what? Like, that cannot be real. If it is, then Bill O'Brien... Bill O'Brien should be fired no matter what. But if that's true, (laughs) then he should be fired at the spot right now.
1: Yeah. And it it is also confusing. Like, this is free agency. Like, this trade doesn't need to happen right now. Like, you can hold on to Hopkins and, like, test... Literally call every single team and say, like, okay... What are you gonna give for DeAndre? And I guarantee you, at least one team will give you better than a second-round pick and yeah. David Johnson. Uh, yeah,
0: maybe even the Eagles would have given more than. Well, uh, a uh, the pick Eagles contacted Johnson. the Texans prior, yeah. actually, and I don't think we were willing to give more because they didn't do anything. But um, much to my dismay, because <laughs> that would have been awesome, man. If, if we could, if we could pull off something, and get DeAndre Hopkins. Um, to me, Bill O'Brien lacks what i think is one of the most important qualities in a coach and that's emotional intelligence and being able to understand mm-hmm. how to act with your players and not this and, and put your ego aside right i i think this to me this shows he's trying to set send some sort of message that like you don't really you don't fuck with me i'm the head coach and i'm you know i'll do whatever necessary if, you, if you're not on board with with what i want to do I don't think that's that's the right way to be, especially with arguably your best player. I mean, it's either him or Deshaun Watson, right? So yeah. I, I don't understand this at all. This blows my mind. And then this story comes out, like Durgan was saying, where he's comparing, if this is true and he he did this, it's, it's despicable. It's like, that's not how you act as a coach. Um I don't know if DeAndre Hopkins did anything to instigate it, but that's not how you act as a coach. And then Jalen Strong comes out, who used to play on the Texans. He spent the first three years on the Texans as a rookie wide receiver. Um, and he tweeted that basically Bill O'Brien was the reason that his career is completely fizzled out and he's no longer on a team. He's a free agent. And he said he wasted the first three years and potentially the rest of his career because right? he didn't know how to suck up to his coach in order to be in a good position. So... You know where there's smoke, there's fire, and I think the common denominator in all of this is Bill O'Brien. So, at some point, mediocrity is not enough, and you, you need to reshape that franchise, and that probably starts with a new head coach. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Agreed. Cool.
1: But GM Bill O'Brien is not going to fire coach Bill O'Brien. Yeah, but so owner got to come from the, the owner, owner could
0: fire GM and coach Bill O'Brien. Yeah,
1: he could. He could. And he but, should. Uh, well, too late it, now. But it seems like if he was going to, he should have done it. You know, a week ago to save
0: all this <laughs> stuff. Hindsight and is twenty twenty, uh, though. I mean, how, he maybe he didn't even know this was going to happen. There's a possibility. Uh, so
1: there's no way you can trade your star player without talking to the owner. you yeah. uh, you like say that, but go. there's no
0: way that you bring in your star player and compare him to Aaron Hernandez and complain about his baby mamas either. So uh, you know,
1: that's much more believable to me than not telling the owner, "Hey, I'm going to trade our star re- receiver." But I don't know. Uh, hey, maybe David Johnson anyways, balls I, out.
0: Maybe he's healthy, and and then we look like idiots. Maybe but. he's
1: rejuvenated. And he can play with you know Lamar Miller, who tore his ACL, and uh, Duke Johnson, Carlos and Hyde,
0: Carlos Hyde. Well,
2: Hyde's a free agent, so he's not kind of right, going to impact the Yeah. Well, we'll,
0: we'll see. see what happens, oh. but yeah, don't. I I think the Cardinals. This is pretty big. This is a big win for them. Huge, oh, for sure. Yeah. Huge win. Only outside. give up a second. Incredible. Yeah, especially since like we mentioned, Diggs went for a first. <laughs> that one kind of confused me as well. Let's talk about that a little bit. Um, yeah. So, Stephon Diggs, from the Vikings to the Bills, he'd been wanting a trade, I believe, so the Bills went out and got him for a first, a fifth, a sixth, and a fourth next year. Um, that's a lot of picks. It is. This is a deep receiver class. I think for that first-round pick, you might be able to get somebody with Stephon Diggs-caliber talent in the draft on a rookie contract. I don't understand the need to go give up a chest of picks for Stefan Diggs, who granted he's, he's a great receiver, but he's also hasn't really played up to his abilities um, in the past year or two. So I don't know.
2: See, I, I agree with you, but also disagree with you. The fact that, yeah, they could have got a really productive receiver uh, picking late in the first round, but the top three guys who are probably the most day one impact ready ones, uh, which is Henry Ruggs, CD Lamb, and Jerry Judy, they'll be gone by that point. Sure. So they're thinking short term, hey, you know, New England doesn't have Brady. Right now, the Bills are the favorites to win the AFC East. Who knows mm-hmm. how long their window lasts? You have Stephon Diggs, who's a very good receiver. By far the best one the Bills have. I think they had to take that risk, and they just went for it. You know, Josh Allen, he'll be in the third year. He's been up and down. He's been showing some improvement, but he's been up and down. You get him that receiver who's proven, who can play. Might be a little bit of a diva, but he's he's the undisputed number one target. Roll the dice. I like it. Like you said, deep receiver class. Maybe they gave up a little too much, but going for it all, I respect it.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, you you can look at – it's Josh Allen's rookie contract. So if you're going all in to win now, which is what a lot of teams are doing when their quarterback is on their rookie contract – I mean, the the, the move makes sense. They're they're still lacking. I think I read a stat at some point during last season that they're the only team that has no receiver over six feet tall. And I don't know that Stefan Diggs really helps out with that. Uh, So maybe they go try to get someone with size in in the draft if someone's hanging around since there's so much depth in the second or third round. But really, it's a first. Yeah. It's a first and then a a bunch of two day three picks and a fourth. So, I mean, once you get to – Round five, it's kind of a crapshoot. So you're giving up sort of street-free agents at that point uh, to a certain degree. So it, it, I'm not I'm not mad at the trade. I think with Josh Allen's arm and Stefan Diggs being a good deep threat, I think it might work a little bit of magic, Cole Beasley working underneath, and all of a sudden that offense might uh, hit another gear if Josh Allen takes a step.
2: Yeah.
0: So I think the reason I'm mad at the trade is it's all relative, Right. You see DeAndre Hopkins get traded for a second and then you trade a first for Diggs. So in my mind, go out and get DeAndre if that's if that's a a possibility, like trade a first, trade a second. Get DeAndre Hopkins. I'd much rather have DeAndre Hopkins than Stephon Diggs. So Mm -hmm. the value I guess is not absurd, but just I think there were other options that you could have pursued instead of Stephon Diggs.
2: Yeah. I mean from the, from the, the Vikings standpoint it makes sense because Diggs unhappy you have like negative cap space you had to cut players you have to readjust the yeah. contracts so they had to get something mm-hmm. for him why not get a first rounder uh, some late round picks build some depth there uh but time will tell obviously but I think it's a win-win for both teams
0: I don't know yeah, I think but... I think the Bills got fleeced a little bit I don't really like giving up that many picks that's depth too on your team. I mean if if you're a good team and you, good teams draft well in the 4th round, the 5th round, maybe not the 6th, but um you know, that's those are depth players that you might need due to injury, due to who knows. So I don't I don't really I'm not a fan of that many picks being given up for a wide receiver.
2: Fair enough.
1: Uh, I I don't know. I I I like it, but let's let's move on to a little bulkier guy. Oh. Austin Hooper. Who is now the highest-paid tight end in the league on a four-year, forty-four million-dollar contract signed with the Browns?
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's a little little pricey, but in terms of fit, Baker Mayfield needs that tight end. The Joku is hurt. Don't really know what he got from him, and nothing wrong with having good two good tight ends. And also, I might get a little ahead of myself here, but. Jack Conklin also signed with the Browns. That's a huge pickup Mm -hmm. for them. Uh, So they're Baker Mayfield has no excuses now. He has Freddie Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens is gone. Kitchens that loser shipped him out. (laughs) (laughs) uh, The new coach Stefanski. He could be terrible too, but he seems more competent and more uh, legitimate than (gasps) Kitchens. But uh, this sets the market for tight ends. Ertz, Kelsey, and Kittle are going to smash this uh, eleven-year, eleven million-dollar per year contract. So four two, three years from now this deal won't seem as bad
1: it's a good point about the the upcoming tight end contracts and in, in context for for hooper um i don't know that he's he's definitely not the best tight end in the league but you're right he's got a ton of a ton of weapons now uh the hype was real last off season, and it only built even more i think with the pieces on paper the browns look like a team that should be in the playoffs uh at least competing for a wild card uh, in the AFC North, which is now maybe a little bit more difficult with Ben Roethlisberger back and the Ravens being the
0: Ravens. Um, the Bengals. Uh, Bungles. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I plead the fifth on anything Browns-related because I don't want to speak yourself. too soon. Last time, <laughs> hey, at the beginning of the season, when we first started this, I just said the Browns were a lock, and they disappointed me more than any team could um yeah. I mean it'll come down to Baker Mayfield and if you can sort of right the ship and turn it around he uh regressed but it's his second year and there's a new head coach so we'll see what happens um I think Austin Hooper helps gives sort of a safety blanket he's going to be more consistent than uh Njoku and if you have you know Njoku becomes the uh, receiving threat that he can be athletically um, you can play twelve personnel and and be very effective. So, I I like the signing. I think what you said, Durgan, is makes a lot of sense. I mean, this sort of sets the market. It, it was always going to increase. Um, he may not deserve this much money, but that's just the going rate at this point moving forward, right? And you're going to see players like Kelsey and Kittle and Ertz get probably fifteen, sixteen mil, if not more. Um, so yeah. It is what it is. I think it's a I think it's a decent signing. Um, I don't know that it fills a huge hole, but at the same time any weapons you can give Baker to hopefully turn it around, not gonna complain.
2: And philosophically I always believe set the market, then follow it. Uh, the Niners did with Jimmy G. Oh yeah, he's the mm-hmm. highest paid quarterback. Now he's like the fifteenth or sixteenth highest paid quarterback. Yeah. So the yeah. no matter what, it's always gonna be ahead of the curve. That's why you can sign this guy now and then three years from now it's a good deal if he produces.
0: Yeah, so you don't think yeah. we should wait and then yeah. sign Dak Prescott and, and deal with that later? And, oh, God. And Cowboys. <laughs> and...
2: Um, I, I kind of thought Brady might go to the Cowboys. This is totally off-topic, but I, I thought there the a chance when he said he's not coming back to New England. I'm like, okay, he's going to Dallas, and the NFL is going to like explode.
0: i
1: to I kind of hyped for that, honestly. Kind of, I know Cyrus would have been sad because they're in the division with the Eagles, but... Uh, that would have been fun to watch. you want a that hot take from me, though?
0: Here's a hot take. Give it. Tom Brady this year on the Cowboys would be a step down from Dak Prescott, performance-wise. Uh, Dak Prescott would be better so. than Tom Brady would on the Cowboys.
1: You don't think Tom Brady wins
0: more than eight games with the Cowboys? I think Dak Prescott should have won more than eight games. I don't blame him. But he didn't. Yeah, because of Jason Garrett. It nothing to do with him. He had a great uh, season. He's going to get paid. He's going to get money. It's not well, his he fault. he got the franchise tag. Sure, I know it. Year. And then when they negotiate his next contract, he's going to get fat
1: racks. Or he's yes. going to poop himself and uh, not get fat racks. The only way Mike that McCarthy happens is if go, Mike McCarthy
0: uh, screws him up. Well, it's a possibility. You never know. You don't. But I, we'll I, I think... Uh, I think they'll have similar seasons this year.
2: Yeah, I mean... And yeah. I'd argue
0: that uh, it, Tom Brady has better weapons.
2: But who do you trust in the playoffs? Tom Brady or Dak Prescott? Well, come on. I, that's a loaded question. <laughs> there we I go. I mean, <laughs> there you of go. course, See, Tom Brady. Right
0: there. But you got to get to the playoffs first. And Cowboys ain't going to do that regardless, so... <laughs> okay. Just as an aside,
1: I think this is the wildest quarterback offseason yeah. I've ever that I can remember at least I mean it seems like quarterbacks are moving left and right trades releases uh, signing new guys and then you got Joe Burrow coming in and Tua
2: on down the line Tua yeah it's the first Uh, time where the supply is more than the demand I mean you have a lot of quarterback getting paid mm -hmm. but you still have a few guys out there who are unsigned don't know where to play next year yeah wouldn't it be, be funny crazy. if the
0: Patriots signed Jameis Winston and he somehow is like really good on the Patriots? Yeah, yeah then I'd, I'd
2: give up forever.
1: Just I, I think Bill Belichick might have an aneurysm watching Jameis <laughs> Winston throwing 30 interceptions. But, True. But yeah. it would be
0: so poetic if for some somehow that happened it and he turned it around. It would it'd be pretty around. funny. Yeah. Or Marcus Mariota, even. You know. Well, Mariota signed well, with the Mariotta's Raiders. Mariota's already. Oh, yeah. he
2: signed with the Raiders. That's the Which a weird is, sign. I mean. I wish he would have stayed with no. the Patriots. Or stayed on his Sun and signed sign the Patriots. That had been perfect for him. Yeah, But, but. it is what it is.
0: Uh, let's move on to your team, Durgan. The 49ers yeah, the, uh, tra- made a big trade. One of their best <sighs> linemen. You want to talk about that a little bit?
2: Yeah, it hurts. I'm not going to lie. So they, they, <laughs> uh, they re-signed Armstead to five years, 85 million. And when that happened, I don't know why it took me this long to realize it, I was like, okay, wait a second. They don't have any money left. And then like twenty minutes later, Buckner gets traded to the Colts for a first round pick. 13th overall. I like the trade I like the value in the trade. Getting okay, a first round pick, 13th overall is good. I don't like the fact they traded Buckner, who is their most consistent player on the whole team. More consistent than Kittle, mm-hmm. more consistent than Bosa. I mean, I said a lot this past year, Bosa's the best player, but Buckner might be the most valuable player on that defensive line. He's the one in the middle game, double teamed. Uh, but he's a defensive tackle. That That's what he is. Armstead can win mm-hmm. defensive tackle and defensive end. Uh, they're both the same age. And because they signed Armstead, they're able to get guys like Jimmy Ward back, uh, Ronald Blair, who our backup defensive end who played a lot of snaps. He's back this year, and both those guys would not have been back if they signed Buckner, but man, losing him hurts a lot. He's a really good player, Uh, really underrated, kind of goes, no, he's a quiet guy, he's not making any noise, but he got paid, good for him. Getting 13th overall pick is huge. I think the Niners now will let Sanders walk in free agency. I think he's gone, and I think they draft one of the uh, big-name receivers early. And yeah. I could, I have dreamed last night about Jerry Judy and Debo Samuel <laughs> as our starting receivers next year. That would be unreal. Do you think he last to thirteen, Jerry Judy? Uh, him or Lamwell. will. Yeah. One of them, because one of them. The the quarterbacks. There be three quarterbacks in the top ten at least. There's going to be four offensive tackles in the top ten. So that kind of pushes all the talent down. And we look at needs. A lot of teams do, like don't need receivers in the top ten. All right. if they do need receivers, they have needs like offensive line or quarterback. Uh, sure. Like, for example, the Cardinals, they need a receiver. They got Hopkins. So, I'm going to push down one of those mm-hmm. guys. Uh, the Raiders, who are in front of the Niners, uh, th- I think they'll go uh, with a receiver. And whichever one they don't draft between Lamb and Judy, the Niners should hop all over.
1: No. Uh. <clears throat> I, I mean, I like the, the the trade for the Niners. If you think about it, you you take Buckner. He was a first-round pick, right, yeah. four yep. years yep. ago, Not and you get him on a rookie deal for for his rookie contract, and then you trade him away from a first. So really you don't lose a first in that situation. Mm-hmm. You get it back, and you get a, a loan for four years of a really good, solid player that helped you uh, get to the Super Bowl this yeah. year. Yeah. Um, uh, to your point, like, yeah, I, I think it would have been a better move to sign him over Eric Armstead, but uh, overall, I think you got a lot of value out of out of that trade, and yeah, and now you're setting yourself up for for the future, you know.
0: Yeah, and Eric Armstead Two can hold it. Picks. Eric Armstead is not a bad player. He can hold it down in the middle as no. a defensive tackle. It, uh, you're not getting a health. first though. You're not getting a first for Eric Armstead. Mm-hmm. So I think this was the right move. Thirteenth um, overall is pretty good. You could even find a replacement defensive tackle if that's a priority, but 13th overall. I like this. I like this trade.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's good value. It is Buckner is just he's been the guy when they sucked. He's been the one guy producing for them. He was there, you know. With Chip Kelly was no oh, there, so don't say his name. Don't. <laughs> yeah, I know. So he, he shall not be named. He's been the best defensive player the past four years. And you know, it's tough to see him go. But financially speaking, you're taking a risk with Armstead because he has been injury-prone. He's had only one good year in his career. But if he played like he has his past year, then great deal. But um, like I said, defensive tackles, there isn't a great defensive tackle class. There's one really strong one, Derek Brown from Auburn. But he, I don't think, lasts 13. If he does, then, yeah, that's great. He is a beast. Uh, That being said, they have Solomon Thomas, who was a third overall pick a few years ago. It's about time he steps up. He's gonna get a lot more playing time, uh, for sure, because of this. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. All right. What is next? There's a few other storylines. We've got a lot here, so
1: yeah. We'll we'll cover uh, a quick three quarterbacks. Well, we can go four. We got Cam Newton. We discussed a little bit. Teddy Bridgewater. The Carolina quarterback situation. Then we got Rivers going to the Colts, and we got Ryan Tannehill getting paid. Nick Foles going to the Bears. Uh, that's five. Pick your poison there. I know that's five if I can <laughs> count. <laughs> it's, uh, we got an extra fourth down. The, the refs have made a mistake. Uh, okay. so got it. Fifth down. Uh, uh, so well, what are some thoughts you guys have on all, on, on all that? We don't have to address each
0: one specifically. But we, can, but. we can round robin real quick on each. Teddy Bridgewater, Carolina, I think he got paid more than he deserves.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he he's uh, good, but on the Panthers, I would have tanked this year and gone for Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, so that's why I'm kind of hesitant. But I yeah. think Bridgewater would have been best if he went to the Bears or went to the Titans or somewhere like that. But good player, Kyle mm-hmm. Allen showed good. me enough. Like,
0: why go get Bridgewater? You can did he really did he yeah. did? in the oh, beginning? Boy, you played
2: very well.
1: Yeah. I was on that train and it wasn't it a good train to be on. It was good for...
2: It cried, derailed very quickly. The Niners broke him. Nick Bosa single-handedly ended his yeah. career.
1: that game did... was the beginning of the end yeah. for for him. Okay. But, uh... Yeah, I, good for Teddy. Like, the career arc for him, impressive mm-hmm. to blow out his knee with the, the Vikings looking very promising and then disappear for a th- few years being a backup, get an opportunity to start this year. Uh, and, uh... Now he's, he's earned the money and another okay. chance. So good for him, but uh, 63 is
0: a lot. Yeah, don't I understand like, the move for Carolina. But, yeah, happy yeah. he got paid because he deserves I, something.
1: I think Cam Newton's going to play pretty well next year, wherever he is. I think he's got a couple more years. Uh, sounds like he still wants to, to play, and he's got a little chip on his shoulder. So I wouldn't be surprised. So I don't think he's going to be vintage Cam, but I think he's going to be, like, uh, not, not the Cam we've seen the last – Couple
2: years where he's banged up uh, and and struggling to to push the ball through the air. I call this during the season. Cam Newton's done. He's done. I don't think he plays another down in NFL. I
1: don't well, he's still under contract, so they've got to trade him or cut him. But, so we yeah. don't know what the interest well, is.
2: But they they sent out like a social media post saying goodbye to him. So he's he's gone. Like, yeah. Yes,
1: no but well, but no team can like if he was a yeah, free agent, he might have already been picked up. But he's basically. I mean,
0: he's under contract, but he's basically. A free but, agent with a predetermined contract, right? He's allowed to go seek a trade, and if his agent finds somebody who's willing to trade a conditional six-round pick, they're going to take the deal. Yeah. Um, I just
2: don't, I just don't sure. know where he's going to go. Like, Where can he go? Where he's going to play? Maybe well, Chargers? Some, team, some
0: quarterback yeah. needy team is going to be willing to take a flyer on him, take the risk that has salary cap. So, I mean,
2: who fits that bill? I don't know. Chargers yeah. would?
0: Well, speaking of Chargers,
2: though. speaking of Chargers, mm-hmm. our boy Felipe Rios a.k.a. Phil Rivers, <laughs> to the Colts. One year, $25 yeah. million. I like it. I don't huh. think he's that good anymore, but I like the move because one year, he sucks, he sucks, and he's going for it right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would shout out to Matt Lamont, our interviewee. Uh, was that the that was interviewee? two interviewee? That's not the person that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you right. okay. You're right. Okay, yeah. okay. okay. Uh, yeah, two weeks ago we interviewed him and he said he called it. Rivers to the Colts, so maybe he can be a guest analyst every uh, <laughs> 28 episodes. He can come in and uh, call something once a year and predict, the, predict,
0: predict the future. It.
1: Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, they need to do something. They the the Brissett situation was not good. Uh, you got T.Y. Hilton, uh, you got a couple pieces of really good defense. Uh, you got Marlon Mack and the opportunity to do something, especially with the Texans now trading away their whole lives. The Jaguars are terrible, burning it down. Uh, and you got the Titans. So that division's kind of up for grabs. If Phillip Rivers can push him over the top, good move.
2: See what he's got for a year and go from there. Yeah. Well, speaking of the Titans, Ryan Tannehill, your guy, Casey. Your boy. Paid. Paid big time. Four years, 118 million. I don't like it. I thought they should have gone for Brady personally, but. Know. I, I, but what does Brady do for you? He gives you two or three years. Yeah, uh, that, that's your window. But what does Tannehill do for you? It gives you like yeah. seven
0: passes in a playoff game. <laughs> gives you seven games.
1: <laughs> well, when you got Derrick Henry, you don't need to throw him. You one. don't have Derrick Henry when he had a clean. When he was he had a clean pocket, he was like one of the best passers in the NFL mm. uh, last year. Sure. Uh, is he worth 118 million dollars and 62 million guaranteed? Uh, maybe pushing it a little bit, but. If the alternative is Tom Brady or Ryan Tannehill, at this point, I think Ryan Tannehill can make more more passes than than Tom Brady can. Uh, does he have the it factor like we were talking about? Tom Brady in the playoffs, it's pretty special. Um, but I think Tannehill is more than capable of, of taking that team and and uh, especially with Derrick Henry still there in a run game that to keep teams honest. I'm more worried about Jack Conklin being gone from that offensive line than I am. Tannehill being able to perform. Um, but I like the sign I think he's rejuvenated. He's in he's got the same offensive coordinator back. I think he'll be just fine and it's a good move for the for the Titans.
2: Yeah. We'll see what happens. Not a fan. Oh, did we lose Casey? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, the last one, Your video Nick Foles. that oh, that's good.
0: Nick Foles. My guy. True. Big dick Nick. <laughs> I don't understand this one either, but lots of yeah. lots of stuff happened I don't understand. Uh, Nick Foles traded to the Bears for a fourth-round pick. They shed about I think 50 50 million did uh 50 million and there's still some dead weight there, some dead cap. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> I don't understand what the Jaguars were doing to begin with signing him to that contract, and I don't know what the fucking Bears were thinking trading actual value and a pick. To take on that contract for a guy that uh, has been really, really good in spurts, but overall uh, has been incredibly inconsistent, and I don't know that he's that much of an upgrade over Mitchell Trubisky because you threw him back in when he was with the Jaguars and he was bad. His year with the Rams pretty bad. Uh, he had those runs with the Eagles, but other than that, man, I I don't know. I, I don't I don't understand the thought process for the Bears.
2: Yeah, I don't either. Uh, They should have gone after a Cam Newton, Teddy Bridgewater, because Trubisky's done. Trubisky is not going to be the second overall pick that they wanted. Uh, I would have gone for a bigger name, more established name, even though Nick Foles, yeah, former Super Bowl MVP. But I don't think he's a 16-game starter in the NFL.
0: Yeah is a backup okay. here on out. I think that's his role in the league. So that's fine. Nick Foles will have his chance with the Bears. Matt Nagy, I think, has coached with him before in the past and maybe not as a head mm-hmm. coach. Um, yeah. So, so maybe there's something there. We'll see what happens. It'll be, it'll be interesting to follow. I think the Bears are in for another sort of up-and-down season um, where things look okay but not, you know, great. So we'll see. But let's talk a little bit about the uh, – the remaining storylines we don't have to dive too deep into these there's a few others though just to to educate our listeners on let them know what happened so we got malcolm jenkins officially going back to the saints the eagles cut him um this one hurts a little bit he's been a sort of a leader of this of this eagles team um but monetary you know it's a business so had to be done chris harris jr joins the chargers that's a good signing i like chris harris jr Byron yeah. Jones to Miami. Miami's making some moves.
1: They are all of a sudden that defense is not a yeah. joke anymore.
0: Yeah, so that'll be interesting to follow. Um, and then I think the most recent signing was uh, Dante Fowler Jr. Right mm-hmm. to Atlanta. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Joining Vic Beasley in that edge rushing
2: uh, crew. Like you mentioned, uh, Miami. They're they're building something. I I really like their direction. Uh, they've signed a few uh, defensive guys. they got Kyle Noy uh, as well from the Patriots. So they're mm-hmm. they're seemingly going defense and free agency. And then in the draft, they're going to try to go get Tua or Herbert, get a receiver, maybe get an offensive lineman, and uh, build it that way, which is a smart way to do it. They're still going to be pretty bad next year. They'll be a four or five, maybe six-win team. But two years from now... They got a chance. They got a chance because that that was getting that, that division up in the air.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you think about the fire sale that they had. Everyone was like, oh, they're tanking. They're, everyone, they're offloading everyone. Kenny Drake, all these guys are, are leaving. And now they're starting to bring in the talent. And I think I, I read a stat. They have nobody over 30 on their roster. Wow. So they're super young. Uh, I think they, they signed Xavier... Uh, Rhodes from the Vikings who the Vikings cut who didn't have a great year last year but has shown the the capability of being a really top corner so now they got two corners Byron Jones Xavier Rhodes you got Kyle Van Noy. Uh, you get a couple more pieces there and shore up the defense defensive line and stuff uh, get your pieces on offense and now you're the AFC East is free game you know, it's it's all open, so I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them make a little bit of noise. I don't know that they make the playoffs, but uh, I wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised to see them hanging around. Yeah,
2: yeah, they're they're not bad.
0: Yeah, we'll see what happens, and I like Brian Flores, so um, yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. Who else is
2: available? Who else is left on the market just uh, as of today? So we mentioned Jameis, but the biggest mm-hmm. name I would say is Young Clowney who reportedly is not happy with the lack of offers he's receiving. Uh, mm-hmm. I've always thought he's kind an of overhyped player, cannot stay healthy. He's never had a 10-sack season. So you can't trust him too much. Uh, I still think he goes back to the Seahawks at the end of the day. But uh, he's a big one. Melvin Gordon, Robbie Anderson, Marcus Golden, Emmanuel Sanders, Eric Ebron. No little superstars, but a lot of guys who are contributors yeah
1: I mean, I think that's that's it uh, Robbie Anderson stands out to me I mm-hmm. thought he would have been signed by this point he seemed like he was going to be the really the top wide receiver free agent um, so maybe he's asking for too much or trying to push push the boundaries a little bit on that but um, otherwise to Davion and him Melvin Gordon could not have played out any worse yeah. for him his decision to <laughs> hold out Hold out, have the guy, your backup, perform really well, come back, play really poorly, then your backup gets a long term deal with the Chargers and you have no market and
2: free agency. So, uh,
1: bummer for him.
2: Yeah. It's, well, that's, you played yourself. That's why we mentioned earlier going to Tampa Bay for maybe a one year contract, kind of prove, prove a, deal. a deal. That would be yeah. huge for him. Huge. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That'd be, that would be ideal. Um, Fun fact: It's about Jameis Winston, first ever quarterback to lead the league in passing yards, and then be on a different team the following year. Ever. Man. What or a guy! Since nineteen sixty-seven. <laughs> what yeah. a guy. So, anyways, Man. let's move on to the last segment. <laughs> let's talk about we had some uh, big changes to the CBA, so we're going to have a totally different structure next year in terms of um, quantity of games, in terms of the uh, playoff structure, the seating. Um, as well as preseason games and then no more suspensions for the marijuana for weed so Josh Gordon where you at (laughs) where you at it's your time time to shine
2: well so the ones that go into effect next year are the seven seed playoffs revenue and weed suspensions the 17 playoff I actually like more teams more games more excitement big fan by not a fan of the 17 games, uh, every co- every stat now is going to be broken. Yeah. Uh, the players didn't really seem to want it. Well, backtrack. The higher play players didn't really seem to want it, but it's the guys who are making the minimum. Their minimum goes up a large amount, like doubles, I think. So that's mm-hmm. the reason. Those are the ones that voted for it to pass. It's a pretty even vote, actually. Uh, it's a kind of surprised, but. This means that we have 10 years of peace and prosperity. And that means whatever this passes, you know, 17 games, fine by me.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not in love with 17 games or the seven seeds. Uh, 17, like you said, it throws off all the stats. Everything was so symmetrical, mm-hmm. how they had it organized. Uh, now you got to, who are you playing for your the extra game? Yep. I don't know. And if you get screwed get an early bye, week four is the earliest you can have a bye. Yeah. And then you have seven seed playoffs and you don't aren't the number one seed. You're screwed. You could have a, a week four bye and then play 16 games to the Super Bowl straight without a bye,
2: I, they, which is insane. Yeah, they got to switch that. they got to push it back to maybe week six, be the first week to start, which is still, you know, that's still 14 straight weeks, yeah. but that's not, not as terrible as 16. Uh, I wish they would have done two bye weeks, but they're not going to do that. Yeah. About it yeah these that that's the biggest thing I don't like but I mean as an NFL fan that's more games something yeah it is so I'm not is, mad about that sure. it's just I just didn't quite understand that but there's a report that the owners actually mm-hmm. won 18 games mm-hmm. so maybe you should be happy with mm-hmm. 17 <laughs> I just I, I'm
1: not I'm not happy with play, like I feel like there's gonna be much less parity in the playoffs now because there's one team with a bye and that's so much easier yeah. to get to the Super Bowl If one team has a bye and everyone else is just sort of dying by attrition. Yeah. Like, you get these weird tiebreakers where it's whatever, like the Packers and the the Saints this year, even though it wasn't for the one seed, where they never play each other, but due to, like, some tiebreaker down the line, someone's a two seed instead of a one seed, and they didn't ever go head-to-head or anything, and now all of a sudden you got to play three games to get to the Super Bowl instead of two.
2: Yeah, you're right. Yeah,
1: that's my main issue with it. I'm not upset at another team getting a shot. I think there's been some worthy
2: teams uh, that Miss are left out, out. but otherwise, I mean, it's gonna I it's know. gonna suck when your team is the number two seed.
0: It is, yeah. for sure, for sure. I think it's a, it, when you think about the parties involved. Though, I mean, it's it's us as fans, it's the players, it's the owners, and then it's the league, the league office, right? This is sort of a win-win win win in my opinion like for everybody kind of wins in this um yes the stats get messed up uh yes i totally understand your concern about parity but one more game more football i'm not complaining the players that make less money are going to make a lot more than they would have traditionally for playing one more game more teams more Mm -hmm. opportunities to make the playoffs um more playoff games more ad revenue for the league Less preseason games, so that's something to take into account when we're when we're adding yeah. one regular season game. There's only three preseason games, which we've all said, you know, yeah. you don't need four necessarily. Nobody plays your players for half of them, um, so when injuries take into account, I mean, there's one less preseason game, uh, more revenue for players, more revenue for the league, more everything. The league's finally caught up on weed suspensions. There's really no need to be so harsh on on marijuana. It's not like people are out there doing crack cocaine and and <laughs> some well. heroin and shit. So unless you're a Lawrence Taylor Um, yeah unless you're Lawrence Taylor but (laughs) I think I I like I like this overall I don't see too much of a downside yes the stats will be weird but I mean I'm sure the data analysts and the stat geeks out there will have find some way to normalize it 17 versus 16 and comparatively um, look at the stats from before and and now so I like it I think it's great more football makes me happy
2: yeah (laughs) it's a a very fan friendly uh, CBA
0: yeah yeah, it'll be good, and we'll get yeah, used to it. I mean, sure. yeah, we're pointing out what's weird about it, but this is be here for ten years at least, so we'll yeah, we don't really have a choice at this point, right?
2: Exactly. No. Yeah. And, and no matter what, there's been no strike, so that's at the end of the day. Yes. That's it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: Cool. That is going to wrap things up
0: here on episode 30. We really appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, we've had a lot of fun. We hope you have too. And we hope you're not going too stir crazy if you're quarantined at home like we are. Um, please go check us out, weeklyspiral.com. We have a lot of draft posts. We have a lot of other an- an- uh, analysis coming up. Casey, you have something? Durgan, you have something coming up yeah. something that you want to shout out? Daniel
1: Jones was just posted today, so I'll break on, on his rookie season and what's what it's looking like for him in the future with the Giants. Danny Dines.
2: I have a uh, little fun blog post called Draft Superlatives, where I go through some superlatives, like high school, like, oh, best all around, that kind of stuff. That's yep. dropping tomorrow morning, mm-hmm. Thursday. Well, that's today for you guys, Thursday morning. And then next week I have a sleeper squad, which is some under the radar prospects.
0: Nice. Excited for those. Check us out, weeklyspiral.com. You can find all our social handles there as well, our Twitter, Instagram. Um, This has been a Weekly Spiral production, bringing you fresh football every week. We look forward to episode 31 next week. We hope you're staying healthy and safe, and have a great evening.